Hello, this is Falaka Malafe from Fresh Inspiration and today I want to be talking to you about a set of teachings that I have pulled together which is titled God is Working and I'm excited about this because God is always working whether we realize it or not and I remember a particular song that we sing in church that says even when I don't see it even when I don't feel it God is working so this next few teachings will focus on the fact that God is working, but I've divided it into two parts. So the first part, I'm going to talk to you about exalted above measure. And the second part, I'm going to talk to you about the grace of God. So I've sort of worked it in two parts. So that's how we're going to look through this, but it's really focused on the fact that God is working. So we're going to look at second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse nine. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. I'm going to read quite a bit of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 to help us to get the whole context of the verse that we're going to focus on. So the main verse we focus on is on verse 9, which says that my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. However, there's a lot that led up to this verse. And I think it's important that we also understand what led up to the verse so that helps us to ex understand exactly what the Lord was saying in verse 9. So 2 Corinthians and chapter 12 says, It is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ above about 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knows. And such a one was caught up to the third heaven. So this is Paul talking here. It says, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one will I glory. Yet of myself, I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of the above that which he seeth me to be, should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he hears of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it should depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I am become a fool in glory. This is verse 11. You have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostle, though I be nothing. Now, as we read through 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, there have been many different conversations around this, around 
Paul's thorn in the flesh around, you know, um, what God is saying here and what Paul is saying. And I just want to gradually build up to verse 9. And the first part of, of this that I just want to talk to you about is that word where Paul talks in verse 7. It says, lest I should be exalted above measure. So as we read before verse 7, we see that Paul is talking about how it is not profitable to boast, you know, so there's no profit that comes out of boasting. Then he talks about a vision that he had been a part of, that he had seen, you know, a man that he had seen, whether in the body or out of the body, God knows, and how this man had been caught into paradise. And how Paul had heard inexpressible words, words that is not lawful for a man to utter. And Paul says, you know, if I'm going to boast about anything, I will not boast of myself, but I will boast of what I have seen. I will only boast in my infirmities. It says, though I may desire to boast in verse 6, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. So I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And he's saying all of this about how he's not going to be boastful. You know, how he's only going to boast in his infirmities. How it is a foolish thing, actually, to boast. You know, and how it is not profitable. So he's saying all of this before we then get to verse 7. Then in verse 7 he says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet. That word buffet means to harass, you know, to harass Paul everywhere he went, lest I be exalted above measure. So in verse 7, we see this word exalted above measure come twice. And this word, I think, has created quite a bit of controversy um, amongst people of faith. So some talk to it to humility. And you will hear people say that God did not want Paul to enter into a place of pride. You know, God wanted Paul to stay humble. And because God needed Paul to be humble, you know, Paul was given by God a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. I think that is such an incorrect translation of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. And I'm going to break it down for you so you can see it and you can understand it. So let's start with the word exalted above measure. Bearing in mind that when we come into verse 7, Paul had already been talking about how he would not boast. You know, how it was not profitable for him to boast. How it was foolish actually for any man to boast so he said i will not be a fool the only thing i can boast in is in my weaknesses so paul comes in like this paul is not coming into this thinking i have so much revelation you know i have so much to to boast about you know um but he's coming in thinking no i'm not gonna be a fool i will not boast about this so when we see the word lest i should be exalted above measure. The first question I, I ask myself is, whose measure? Lest we be exalted above measure. Whose measure is he talking about? Is he talking about God's measure? You know, lest we be exalted above God's measure. So what is God's measure above which we can be exalted? You know, what is God's measure? When do we get exalted 
above God's measure, lest I be exalted above measure. If that is the measure that is talking about, so how do we get exalted above measure? Is it when we go beyond God? You know, when we go beyond the place that God has called us to go, is that when we're exalted beyond measure? So what did he actually mean? When he said, lest I be exalted above measure. What did he mean by that statement? Because when you see the word exalted above measure, you know, that is a word that is closely associated with the enemy. So if you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 3 to 4. And you will see what it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4. And it says, Not to be shaken in... Let me read from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above. So this son of perdition, which is talking about the enemy, you know, opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So you can see here that in this account, talking about the days to come, you know, there's a description of the son of perdition. The son of perdition. There's a description of that personality. That person who we know is of the devil, not of God. And he says this person opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. He sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is somebody. This is the enemy exalting himself above measure he's going beyond the boundary that god has placed him he's trying to be as god but he's not god now we see another description of that when he talks about the devil in isaiah chapter 14 so if we go to isaiah and chapter 14 and verse 13 to 16 we see almost those same words again used to refer of the enemy we're talking about exalted above measure so in isaiah chapter 14 and verse 13 to 16 the bible says for you have said in your heart this is concerning lucifer so from verse 12 it says how you are falling from heaven O lucifer son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground you who weakened the nations for you said in your heart i will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. 
I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high God. So when you see this word coming back to lest I be exalted above measure, that word exalted above measure, all I'm trying to show you here is that it's a word that we see Satan use. It's a word that he used when he fell at the very beginning. He wanted to be exalted like God. And we also see the son of perdition, who is a messenger of Satan, being described in 2 Thessalonians as one who wants to exalt himself above everything that represents God, to the point that he sits in the temple as if he were God. So we see that when we're talking about exalting above measure, we're talking about something that is associated and that is a characteristic of the enemy and his troop or his people that he assigns. So when we now look in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, and he talks about exalted above measure, when Paul is saying, lest I should be exalted above measure, by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Now that terminology uses the word messenger of Satan, which we will come to, but I'm also showing you that that terminology is one that is associated with the enemy who has always wanted to exalt himself above God. And even if we look at our lives today, that's what Satan comes to challenge. He comes to challenge God in our lives. He comes to challenge the word of God in our lives. He wants to be exalted above the promises of God, lying to you and I that it will not come to pass. And we know that that is a lie because he cannot be, because God, the Bible says, destroyed through Jesus Christ. He spelled principalities and power. He destroyed the powers of the devil. And we know that God is higher. God is exalted above all things. And there is none higher or greater than God. But let's also go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Because obviously, as we look in, in this book, we know that the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It was put in chapters and verses to help us to understand and to grasp it in little bits as we reach through it. So from 2 Corinthians sort of chapter 10, Paul has started to talk about this whole thing to do with boasting and, you know, glorifying and exalting above measure and the infirmities and some of the things that he went through. He started to describe that sort of from what would say in our Bible was 2 Corinthians and chapter 10. So when you're reading 2 Corinthians 12, you have to flip back a little bit to get the right context for which Paul was coming into what he was saying. So when we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we sort of look at from verses 12 to 18, Paul says, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. Now listen to this word measure again. But they measuring, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. In verse 13, he says, we, however, will not boast beyond measure. We will not boast beyond measure, 
but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things beyond measure. That's our word again. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in others' men's labor, but having hope that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's sphere of accomplishment. But he who glories, that word glory is boast here. He who glories or he who boasts or he who exalts, let him glory and let him exalt and boast in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Now there's some key verses here I really want to bring to your attention. And remember, this is building up to where we are. But I'm trying to show you so we can really understand what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So when we look in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, for example, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So Paul is saying we don't measure. So that's the word measure. We don't measure ourselves by ourselves. We don't compare ourselves by ourselves. So I don't measure myself by anybody else because then I am not wise. So he's using that word measure, which we will describe in a bit more detail. In verse 13, he says categorically, we will not boast beyond measure. <laughs> And remember that scripture in 12, it says, lest I be exalted above measure. Here, Paul is saying, we will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits where God has appointed us. That's in verse 13. In verse 14, he says, we are not overextending ourselves. That means we're not going beyond our boundary. We're not going beyond where God has given to us as though our authority did not extend to you. You know, we're not going beyond, we're not overextending. So we're not going above measure. We're not extending outside of the boundary of the authority that has been given to us by God. Then in verse 15, it says again, we will not boast of things beyond measure. Now, if you're getting this by now, you most likely should be thinking, so what is Paul then saying? Lest I be exalted above measure. Because here, not once, not twice, but repeatedly, he's saying again, I will not boast beyond measure. That is, it tells us what that means. I will not boast in another man's labor. You know, that is in verse 15. I will not boast in another man's labor then in verse 16 it says i will not boast in another man's fear of accomplishment then verse 17 which sort of crowns it all up it says let him who glory so there is no reason to glory or to boast anyway and it already said to us in the beginning of first corinthians 12 that there's no profit in boasting you know it's foolishness to boast but in verse 17 he tops it all and crowns it and says for he who will boast, or he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So you see, there is more to what Paul was saying. 
lest I be exalted above measure. Some people will talk about it that Paul may have had a problem with humility. And I will show to you in our next session that Paul did not have a problem with humility. Actually, when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, these few verses we have read, Paul is very explicit about not boasting beyond measure. And in this case, the way he's talking about measure, and it's, it's another Greek word, it, it sort of also talks about boundaries, the sphere of influence that God has given to him. So we know Paul was sent to the Gentiles. We know God had a very specific assignment for which Paul was going to complete. Paul talks about not going to places where people were already preaching the gospel, you know, not building, you know, not going to places where other people had laid the foundation. So he was very keen about staying within the authority and the boundary that God had called him to. So when he uses that word measure, he's talking about the boundary, the sphere, the place of authority that God has assigned to him to preach the gospel. So he wasn't talking in using that word measure about anything to do with humility. He was talking about the boundaries, the measure where God had placed him. And we all have our measures. You know, there are things that God has assigned specifically for you to do. There are things that he has assigned specifically for me to do. And I need to stay beyond within the boundaries that God has assigned for me. I will not boast beyond that boundary. I will not go outside the sphere of authority that God has assigned for me. And that is how Paul, we see him use that word measure as we lead up to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. So I hope this has blessed you. So what I am I'm pointing out in this particular teaching as, as we start this series, God is working, is that when Paul was talking about revelation, actually a big point I want to say to you, because some people say that, okay, well, it is because of all the revelations that Paul had. But Paul had said to us that he was not going to, he may boast in, in that, but not in himself. But you see, I believe that revelation actually humbles you. Revelation, the true revelation of God and of his word will humble you. It will not exalt you. Every time we as believers catch a revelation of who God is, it humbles us. It draws us to our knees. It helps us realize how great and how big this God that we serve is and how small and insignificant we are compared to him. How much we need him, how much we are helpless without him, how much of his grace and anointing and favor and love that we need in our lives. How much we depend on him. Jesus was the one that said in John 15, for without me, you can do nothing. And that is so true. So when I get a revelation, when we get a revelation of God, when God gives us a revelation of himself, however we get it, whether through a vision, whether through studying the word of God, whether through hearing it, you know, when we catch a revelation, it humbles us. It should humble us. It should not exalt us. So this revelation that Paul had, the abundance of revelation that Paul had, you know, actually 
leads to humility, leads to a heart that just constantly knows that God is great and I need him and I serve him and I worship him. So I want to leave with you as we end this series that let God reveal things to you. Don't be afraid of God revealing things to you because revelation will humble you. The true revelation of who God is brings humility. It draws us to our knees. It helps us to realize how much we need him. It does not exalt us. And when Paul is talking about exalting above measure, we have looked at that word measure and we know that the way Paul has used that word measure is to talk about boundaries, the places that God had assigned him, the authority that God had given him in his own specific assignment. We've also seen that the one that exalts himself above God, that always is trying to exalt himself above God, is the devil. The enemy is always trying to exalt himself or to show himself as God. But he's not. He is a liar. God is God. And God will always defeat because he has already defeated the enemy for us. The Bible says, now thanks be to God who has given us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I hope this has blessed you today. I'm going to be back very soon and we'll continue to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. We're talking about God is working because he is working. And we just want to shed more light on these few verses of scripture to bring understanding, to bring revelation to you. And as you're hearing it, let it humble you as you worship God for his word. God bless you and see you soon. Thank you.